Welcome to the Yoga Living Project podcast. This week, I'm talking with Laura Lance as we are um, kind of uncovering the reason why people should take yoga retreats, why they're transformational, and uh, the importance of taking retreat in life in general. Um, we are currently gearing up to lead our own retreat here at the end of October. It's uh, handstotheheart.com if you want to know more information we'll be uh, taking folks down to Tulum Mexico which is about a three and a half hour flight from where we are Colorado um, and yeah it's six days five nights um, all the information um, kind of what the project entails will be in the podcast um, if you're interested and don't have time, you can just redirect towards handstotheheart.com. Find out any information. There you'll find contact email, um, all of the specifics, all the details of what it entails, and why you should consider it, because retreats truly are transformational. They're the kind of thing that if you don't take the time to unplug out of your life and um, reevaluate things, it's it's easy to realize that <clears throat> perspective can get very uh, narrow-sighted in terms of the operating um, modes of why we're functioning the way we're functioning in our daily routines. And it can be hard to do to just say, well, yeah, I, I do that with the journal or I do that with my yoga practice. But to completely remove yourself from your um, familiarities, your environment, your relationships, your work life, um, to unplug entirely and to move into a place that um, truly is kind of designed to support a deeper unfolding into um, that blurred line between our conscious choices and our unconscious default settings, the way in which we operate unbeknownst to ourselves or in ways that we've consented to a long time ago but have yet uh, to take the true amount of time that it takes to settle down into uh, a deep reflection, a deep meditation to um, reconsider are those the ways in which we want to be operating our life or not. So um, that's a little bit about what we talk about but um, as always I hope you enjoy the conversation. And without further ado, here is Laura Lance and me talking Hands to the Heart Yoga Retreat 2017, October 27th through November 1st, Tulum, Mexico. Thanks for listening. Hello. Hi, Hi, Laura. Hi, Austin. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm good. Uh, we're going to talk about the Hands to the Heart Yoga Retreat to Tulum today, aren't we? Yes, we are. All right. Um, so, so for those uh, folks who don't know, we are doing a yoga retreat in Tulum, Mexico. Yes, in case you didn't know where Tulum was. Um, but Tulum is a... Is not your typical Mexico, is it? No, not so much. No. 
Uh, so when's the retreat? October 27th? October 27th to November 1st. So it's six days, five nights. Yes. At Amansala mm-hmm. Yoga Retreat. Mm-hmm. Or not retreat Yoga Retreat. Center. Eco-chic, they call it. Yeah. Everything down there is eco-chic. It's real popular to be eco-chic. It is. It's nice because it's like ecological, economical, and it's in style. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so I, I went on my first yoga retreat with you in 2007. Actually, it will be 10 years come this, uh, this fall. Mm-hmm. That was the first time ago. I ever went. Nice. When was the first time you ever went? Uh, it's probably maybe the year before that. Mm-hmm. I think I went 2006. Might have been the first year. Oh, that was your first one. Mm-hmm. Was it Tulum? Yes. Okay. So, but then back then, Amansala was up the beach. Yeah, it was a different location. It was Casa Magna at the time. Pablo Escobar's old cocaine mansion. Possibly. That's the story. That's what the rumor is. Well, I, when we were there, we went through some like. Webster style secret pathways behind the grandfather clock and such. <laughs> we found giant stashes of cocaine. Oh, did you? No, we didn't. <laughs> uh, but we thought we might. Actually, um, the new place is a lot better, mm-hmm. I think, than Casa Magna. Yeah. Casa Magna different. was kind of dark and eerie. And, like, I don't know. I think the setup of Amansala now is so much more like each room feels more private mm-hmm. and connected to the beach right well melissa designed it so i mean i think after melissa who runs amansala Mm -hmm. melissa perlman so i think after her having that place and then the other one down she had another location down the beach so by the time she started to build her own from the ground up she knew what she was looking for Mm -hmm. so um how many retreats have you done oh i don't know i that's a good question a lot uh I haven't even thought about it. I mean, just at least like one a year, sometimes two a year for the last 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've gone to, well, you've gone all the, you've done India, mm-hmm. Costa Rica. And Tulum. Tulum. Mm-hmm. Those are three places. Mm-hmm. But Tulum is kind of the, the mainstay. Yeah. Tulum is just my, my go-to, my magical place for sure. To go to. Your happy place? Because mm-hmm. it's so easy to get there. I mean, it's a quick, from Denver, it's three, three and a half hours to yeah. fly to Cancun and then. Unlike. Mm-hmm, and then a short India. drive. Yeah, unlike India, which is it very long. 27 hours to get to your location. At least. Well, then, pl- yeah, to get to India and then another day yeah. of travel to get to wherever you're going. That was, that was quite an epic journey. It was. Yes, it was. Um, well, even Costa Rica is like, it took us 10 hours to get to where we went. In right. Costa well, Rica. we went on the Caribbean side, so that usually mm. takes, it's not as easy to go get to as the other, the other side of the country. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Tulum, why is Tulum so magical? Why do you like it so much? Why do you keep going back to Tulum? Mm, gosh, many reasons. Uh, I would say... I mean, the location, you just, you can't beat it. There is truly something magical. The beach is um 
I mean, it's beautiful. It's white sandy beaches. They they joke there and say it's air conditioned sand because it never gets hot. Which if you've been to any beach anywhere else in the world, <laughs> like Costa Rica, you like couldn't Costa walk Rica, on the beach. San Diego, you know, like it's hot. Like you yeah. gotta be careful, and it just you can be barefoot. You literally can be barefoot the entire time you're there, um, other than you know traveling <laughs> to get there. So that is, it's just gorgeous. And the property is right there on the beach, on the water. So mm-hmm. you have jungle on one side and then the beach right outside your front door, wherever you're staying. And Jungle full of jaguars, anacondas, and birds of prey. Sure. Don't go into the jungle. No, go into the jungle. It's awesome. Don't go without a machete. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never taken one. Um... So the beach, and it goes on for miles. So, I mean, I've been to different places around the world where the beaches are beautiful, but they're short. And, you know, you can walk for two minutes and then you have to turn around and go some, you know, go right back where you started. Yes. Whereas there you can walk for miles and miles. Hours. And, mm-hmm. Literally hours. Yeah. So you can do that. The sunrise there is like... There's nothing like the sunrise. Because it comes over the water, Mm -hmm. since you are on the Yucatan side. Mm -hmm. And then since uh, the property there, um, they have a, what is it, Um, some regulation that you can't go higher than, I think, like two stories. So you Mm -hmm. can't go really higher than the jungle, um, which is amazing because you have a really unobstructed view when you go the rooftop of most places, Mm because then you can see out onto the jungle and then you can see the sunset on the jungle side which is always really nice Mm -hmm. um i mean the food is amazing there it's so great yes Um, you know there's every most every place has i think most every place has solar power so there's not like big skyscrapers there's not it's which is it's funny because like locals are always like you know we since we've been going there the last few years together leading retreats uh you know I've got to know a lot of them with you, but um, they're, everybody talks about this time gone by in Tulum, like mm-hmm. how Tulum used to be. Oh, yeah, it's changed a lot since I've been going. But it's it's still like, you know, it's not as untouched as, I'm, like even when I was there 10 years ago, it was very like sleepy almost. Mm-hmm. Well, there you was, were there was no far end, too. There wasn't even nightlife no. 10 years ago. Now... Though the locals say, oh, Tulum's changed so much, it still feels very quiet. Oh, for very sure. very paradisical. Is that a word? I don't... But... No, I don't think Paradisical? <laughs> Maybe if I say From it paradise? Is that it's what you're... like... Yeah, it's still, it's still paradise-like. <laughs> yes. But now there is, like... If you go back into town, there's a nightlife. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more of that. It's, but, it's definitely gotten more developed, but it can't develop up, which is really great. Well, and there's only so much you can develop on the beach, mm-hmm. too, because the place where we're staying is actually outside of the city mm-hmm. of Tulum. Yeah. So on, on the beach there. Right. By the, the bio... What is it? The biosphere? The biosphere. It was mm-hmm. further down the road, but... Um, but it's right next to it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's basically the same thing. It's like a mile or two down the road from mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Well, there's... So then there's the food, there's the location, um, and the people. I mean, whether it's the people that you meet that come from all over the world there or the people who work there. Um, you know, we've, I've gotten to know a lot of them really well over the years and that they stick around and, mm -hmm, and that's always really sweet. And the people who live there, I mean, you get all different sorts and, and then, then you have the Maya culture, which is amazing in itself just to get to experience and all the ruins and the cenotes. 
I mean, well, there's so much. Yeah, I mean, let's slow down and let's Sorry. unpack some of these things because you're just kind of like. <laughs> well, you said why them. I love it. <laughs> right. I have a lot but, of reasons. But I think it's it, there's some things that I'd like to like bookmark along the sure. way as you list these things off, like mm-hmm. the fact that you know we've been to a lot of places where you know, like in Mexico and other places where people end up creating like a destination life out of, you know. Uh, but Tulum, there's like a certain sorority too that's different than like when we were in Yalapa mm-hmm. like Yalapa you've got a lot of like baby boomers going mm-hmm. down there expatriate baby boomers going down there retire mm-hmm. and Tulum is really cool because it's like it's oh well and then there's also uh, San Pancho on mm-hmm. the other side of Mexico too which is very like hipster don't it's like the Portland of Mexico yeah just go to Sayulita don't go to yeah. San Pancho <laughs> um, and then just Tulum, because we love it but Tulum is very like international feeling oh it is there's a ton of there's a huge italian population a lot of people from europe it's easy it's easy to hop over which actually our favorite restaurant in Tulum mm-hmm. is the italian restaurant yeah el posada posada margarita posada margarita el posada no i say i don't know posada margarita <laughs> um so then the yeah so and then the food you can't be because it's all fresh and mm-hmm. like remember i remember the fisherman i met that one day literally spent the last like 15 years gets up before the sunrise puts on his flippers his scuba mask and swims out there with a harpoon mm-hmm. which is 800 meters to the reef so it's that's I don't even know how that's like over a mile and gets there as the t- as just as the moment the sun's rising so you can just see enough but the fish are still pretty active and he swims underneath through the reef harpoons these fish and brings them back. But he's got to hurry back, he said, because the trail of blood will uh, send the sharks to him. So I'm just like, that'd be a crazy way to start every day, just swimming in the darkness Mm -hmm. of the ocean, 800 meters out, and then catching these fish with a harpoon, with basically your bare hands, and getting back before the sharks get onto you. But there aren't sharks where we are. Not really. To be clear. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you don't well, have they to don't come in past the reef. No, you don't have to worry about yeah. that where you're swimming. Yeah. Um, so, talk, let's talk about the Mayan culture a little bit. Because it is unique in the sense that there are living ruins there. Well, not living ruins, but there are um, three different ruin sites. There's Chichen mm-hmm. Itza, which mm-hmm. we always remember by calling it chicken pizza. Who calls it that? You do? Uh, yeah, you say chitsen pizza. It's like chicken pizza. Uh, and then there's the other one, which is not as far away. I don't remember that. Well, the, I mean, just the, just the, the Tulum ruins. That's the ones the that t- are up the street. Well, that's the... And that is that one's unique because it's the only one... On in, the water. On the water. Mm-hmm. So there's literally... Like, you pay to get in, like, I don't know, 12 pays. It's very cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh, in, yeah. It's inexpensive. And... Go see the ruins, and then you can walk down to the beach. Mm-hmm. So the ruins overlook this private beach that is inlet in a cove, so you can only get to it from that cliffside entrance, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, and that's like literally like a bike ride away from where Alcatala yeah. is. Mm-hmm. It's just up the street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, chicken pizza is not far. Like, you can get a cab. No, that's far. Oh, that's the one that's far. There's another big one that I went to last time. Yeah, it's the one you can climb, and I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called either. You could look it up real quickly. 
I could. But that one is awesome. Because yeah, it's like one of the only ones that you can still actually climb on because most of them... It is, the, it is the only one in Mexico. There's one other Mayan ruin mm-hmm. somewhere else that you can go on top of the... It's kind of like doing the incline. It is, yeah, for those of you that live here in Colorado. But then you go over the jungle and it's like 80, 90 degrees mm-hmm. with high humidity. And you're probably in flip-flops or something and there's like a tiny little rope. Yeah, it's... It, <laughs> Whoops your butt to go up it. It's not built to code, that's for sure. It's not up to code. Is this thing up to code? Is this temple up to code? I'm sure. But it's amazing because you, what is the name of that ruin? I just like, I feel like we should Google that so people can look it up if they want to. Yeah. Because um, I can talk about it more. But the thing that's cool about that one is it's, I think, a 45 minute ride from the retreat center. And then you get there, and then you hop on bicycles, and then you ride through the jungle with a guide. So you usually get some Mayan guide of some sort. And, um, uh, and then you, yeah, Koba. Koba. Right. Silly. Duh. Yeah. So then you get, um, and then you can climb up it, which then it's C O B A if you were to look it up and you want to see what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, there's a cenote that's nearby. And then you can go swim and jump. Do a little Cenote bit. meaning? So the underwater river systems, freshwater systems, that mm-hmm. the Mayas u- used to use to get fresh water. And they're, um, they're like thousands and thousands of miles underneath this part in the Yucatan Peninsula. And I think it's the only part of the world that has them. And there's still like many thousands of miles that have been undiscovered. So they're constantly finding new ones everywhere. So you can swim in them and... People scuba dive or snorkel. The one that's right by the Koba ruins is where you can jump in. You can cliff jump. Yeah, cliff jump. Or in. platform jump. In a cave, though, but you're in a cave, which is... Well, I think cool that's kind of the the definition of cenote is that it's fresh water that is partially covered by cave or entirely covered by yeah. cave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we we've been to... I've been to three. Mm-hmm. There's that one where you can platform dive. That one's completely enclosed. Mm-hmm. Like, you take stairs down... Mm-hmm. And there's a three meter and a ten meter, mm-hmm. and the ten meter is no joke. No, the ten, even the ten, yeah, that's high enough for me. Well, it's thirty some feet. I mean, like people, it takes a great deal of courage yeah. to yes, jump off does. the ten meter one. For sure. And the water's like cold. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know, it's cool though because it's ocean water, mm-hmm. but it's clear. It's cleaned. It's purified through the earth. So by the time it makes its way through. The sand and the dirt and the earth and the plants is basically this like completely alkaline water. Mm-hmm. And so all the salt, all the minerals are in a strange balance that is kind of alchemized into this different kind of uh, water that like there's turtles in. Because the one cenote that's half covered mm-hmm. that we go free diving in. Mm-hmm. The grand cenote. The grand cenote, yeah. Um, that one's awesome because it's got a bunch of turtle life in it. It's got yeah, that one's close. Caves. That's like fifteen minutes. 10 yeah, minutes. deep sea divers that go into mm-hmm. the caves. That uh, some of those caves go for like a mile or two, and they outlet into the ocean, mm-hmm. which is an awesome adventure if you've totally. got your deep sea diving mm-hmm. uh, license. And then the other one we went to was not a cenotes by definition because it was completely open. They still kind of call it a cenote. Do you remember no, that that's not a cenote. It's the... Uh... <laughs> Which it's... That was a weird one. It's I, not a cenote. It's I almost died a... in that one. Oh, yeah. What is that? it called? There... It's probably... Uh, 
probably on Amundsen's website because it's a new thing. A lot of them have been doing that the last yeah. couple of years. I almost it's on died the there because side. I was free diving, and the top of the it's really like murky water on top, and it's warm from the sun. Mm-hmm. But then if you go down ten feet, it turns ice cold because the sun doesn't get through the dirt, mm-hmm. and it shocked my body, and I took a big breath in, of water, liquid water, <laughs> H2O air, and mm-hmm. I almost died. I you, was like, oh my God. You didn't. I didn't almost die, but that was cool. Mm-hmm. And there's like, you know, all sorts of shops to shop at on the way there. Mm-hmm. And there's the lagoons. There's a lot. There's so much to explore and see and do if you want. If like, if you're super adventurous, you can stay busy the Ruins, entire time if you want cenotes. To. The lagoons, lagoons. The town. Town. The shopping. shopping. Different places to eat. I mean, some people do go on fishing trips and scuba trips. I mean, you can... There's also the stand-up paddleboard mm-hmm. trips where that guy, that fisherman, the harpoon guy, mm-hmm. he'll take you out to the reef yep. on a stand-up paddleboard. You bring goggles and uh, scuba... Snorkel. Snorkel, yeah. Snor- snorkel. It's not a scuba not snorkel. Scuba. It's just a snorkel, isn't it? <laughs> just a snorkel. And, uh, yeah... So there's there's all sorts of adventure down there, but you're not the adventure anymore. You've done all the adventures, haven't you? I have. I I mean, I'll go on one from time to time because I mean they're still cool even if you've done them more than once. Um, but I just I mean I love to just chill on the beach. So you can you can recline. He's talking to our cat, by the way. She's part of the podcast now. <laughs> Say hello, Sophie. She's not going to. No. Uh, it's not like Elvis. No, not so much. Um, sh- what was I saying? Oh, the beach. So you, I'll just read, or you can sit in a hammock. You can be in the shade or not, because they have those swinging beds that mm. are nice, that are kind of shaded. Um, and just chill in the water and do... I mean, you can... You know, if, depending on how the waves are, because sometimes the water is really calm, and sometimes there are waves. So it just depends. You can body surf, boogie board. Mm. Yeah, well, and you can or just snorkel. Float. Mm-hmm. And snorkel. Because mm-hmm. they're, like, as my brother and I found out, oh, there's yeah. one section of weird patch in the ocean that has a ridiculous amount of, it's like a underwater sea city. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, right by the rock, it's that big well, that little island. Well, that too, but there's thing. another section Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. that we were, like, because that was my first time snorkeling, and I was a bit terrified by all the creatures when I saw them. Well, that's I was like, it is. Oh, it's my the God. Ocean. There's a whole world of Like, holy the water. crap. <laughs> well, but I think it's worth talking about for somebody who's never been... Like, because I had been to the ocean a few times when I was a kid, but, like, you know, when I went 10 years ago, that was, A, my first time leaving the country by myself mm-hmm. without, you know, any partners or supervision, mm-hmm. and, B... Uh, you know, not growing up around the ocean, living in Colorado, mm-hmm. you get, it can be freaky yeah. to be around something so powerful. I remember taking a walk one night with one of the other participants in that group, and she's like, let's take a walk. I was like, all right, we're walking along the beach. I didn't hear a word she said. We must have walked and talked for 30 minutes. I don't remember a word she said because the entire time I just kept thinking, the ocean's going to come swallow me up. Oh, really? <laughs> And it didn't, it luckily, didn't. thank God. It could, but fast forward to, you know, seven, eight years later when my brother's out there and we're running routes, passing the football into the ocean, mm-hmm. you know, running L routes, if you know what that is. No. An out route? Is that 
No. Anyway, diving in the ocean, you know. Football? If this is football, well, the, I know nothing. My moral of the story is the ocean there is like, it is ridiculously fun. Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculously fun ocean to play in because it's, the only time I've ever seen the waves get scary was like for a brief moment. There were like 10 foot waves mm-hmm. one time. But yeah. most of the, I mean, there's been times where that water has been glass, which is weird too, mm-hmm. where the ocean just be completely flat. It just goes with the, the, the tides. I mean, that's how, you know, it goes with the moon. I mean, if you're there long enough, which I've been there for like a month at a time, you see it go through. Even in the week that you're there, you'll see it change. Mm-hmm. Every day is going to be different. And just depending on where the moon and the phases of the moon are, it'll either progressively get more rough or more calm. So is the water changing the moon? No. That's the other way around. Yeah. I remember the night we did the that yin class with the full moon mm-hmm. and it was awesome because the yoga studio two they have two yoga studios at Amansala. one is in a big palapa that's three. like there's three well yeah chica oh chica yeah i forgot about chica uh well anyway we were on the one overlooking the ocean mm-hmm. and the moon came up at the time when we were doing yin and it was um oh my god that was just like magical that is literally still to this day the best yin class I've ever been a part of. Yeah, I think everyone feels that way about it. There, a lot of people who had never done yin were like, "This is amazing." And I then didn't when know they yoga take could yin, be like that. And then when we came back home and they'd come to class, they're like, "Oh, remember when?" Yeah, yeah it's a fond still, memory for I all think that's of us. when I teach yin. I still try to strive every time for that. Yeah. That type of that class because mm-hmm. that was like that was one of the most like amazing yoga classes in terms of the amount of surrender and relaxation that was possible because of the environment Mm -hmm, for sure I mean and that's like you were saying that you that was the first trip you know out of the country and by yourself that I think is so great about the ability to go on a yoga retreat because there's so many I mean I can't tell you how many people have gone on it that have the same situation have never been out of the country or Maybe they have, but they've never traveled by themselves. So mm. they're like, they're just, they're trusting that, you know, because we take care of a lot of the stuff for them. So they don't have to worry about that. They just, yeah. you know, they, they pay for it. They get it, you know, they get it marked down in their calendars and then we take care of most of everything else for them. And so there's that sense of security and safety, knowing like they're going to, everything's going to be okay because they're in a group of like minded people and they have their lead as us to help them you know, help them along the way and, you know, whatever they need, we're, we're there for. Well, and there's no pressure to like have to do anything down there. No. Like that's the other cool thing is that like, you can literally, if you want to get up and do the, like the more active yoga class in the morning and then skip the yin at night, or if you want to skip the active class in the morning and do Mm -hmm. the yin at night and just relax all day. Yeah. That's what I know. Some of the, the people that are coming on this retreat have gone before and the last time they did it, they did all of the activities. They did everything. They were just like from they morning were. to night, we're nonstop. And this time they're like, we're just going to do the yoga and chill. Yeah. We're like, we've got some books and, you know, and that's the plan. So, and I love that because you never know what, remember, what you want to yeah, do. I mean, there is that feeling of like, you know, wanting to do it all because, you know, how often do you afford yourself these kinds of things? Mm-hmm. 
And I felt like the first time I went, I felt like that. And I remember <laughs> when I went with you, there was like some yoga workshops throughout the day. So mm-hmm. there were the two classes and then sometimes there were yoga mm-hmm. workshops, which we're not doing um, necessarily, but I ended up getting talked into going, no, what happened was I left my mat in the yoga studio mm-hmm. and I came back to get it before I went back to the beach and the teacher was like, oh, you're back to do the workshop. And it was like such a small turnout that I felt too bad to be like, no, I just came back from my mat, so I stayed. Uh-huh. I just sat there for like two and a half hours watching everybody play in the ocean. It's like, that's where I want to be. So there's this feeling of like, on one hand, I want to do it all. I want to soak it all in. But it's only possible if you kind of allow yourself to rinse the sponge, so to speak. Yeah. Like let yourself to let go and just not also not do anything. I right. think you get a little bit more out of it. You can deepen the experience that way. Right. And I think people sometimes will be like, oh, six days, that's a long time. But I will say that even we've done shorter retreats that were, you know, three, four days. That was way too short. And people always say they want more time. And even this, even the six days, um, people will still say, oh, I don't want to leave. Because once you get there, I mean, depending on what your life is like, if this isn't a regular thing for you to do, it can often, and if you don't take many vacations, it can take like a day or two to just unwind. I mean, you see it in people that it takes a little time to get into vacation Mm -hmm. mode and that relaxation. Where you're just like, you start to realize things like, oh, I haven't worn shoes in 48 hours. Mm -hmm. Or I haven't heard traffic. Or I haven't been on my phone mm-hmm. all day, yeah. every day, checking emails. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is Wi-Fi. It's very spotty. But it is like if you do have, you know, it's one of those things like if you're like, I do have an email I need to send or connect with family. It's definitely possible. Yeah. But it's not a place where. But you don't want to get out there in the middle of a big project and have no. to like work the whole time. No, for sure. But it's the, that's the nice thing is that if there is anything, you still can stay in touch with. The world, but I feel like most people, most people don't. Even the people that are pretty glued to their computers and phones, they they put them they put them away when they get there. Cause you just, I mean, it's just the surrounding is so magnificent and gorgeous. I mean, to have the all those negative ions coming from the ocean and the beach at you, you're just you can't help but relax and and soak it all in and want to just be present and in the moment and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I mean, even the the place itself, Tulum, is a Mayan word for blossom, Mm -hmm. to blossom. And I think for me, um, definitely my own kind of testimonial about that place, the first time I went was like, it was such a healing experience. And in a way that I had never experienced before, because Mm -hmm. I, I think what a lot of people forget, or sometimes don't realize is that for healing to take place you know you have to relax to a certain extent you can't be wound up and stressed out and or, and or even depressed to some extent if you are going to induce like the natural uh, response of healing in the body mm-hmm. or in the nervous system so it's funny because it's like that first time I went like I definitely got my money's worth, not just in the experience, but actually even more so afterwards yeah. because 
<laughs> it was literally like my happy place mm-hmm. for two and a half years. Because yeah. it was just such a profound experience. And I didn't even do any of the adventure stuff the first time. Mm-hmm. Like the adventure stuff is awesome, but simply being there and allowing yourself that depth of, uh, like you said, just unwinding and Yeah, it's not necessary to go, go, go. I mean, if you want to, you can, but it's definitely not. But it, like, served my, you know, in yoga we have this concept of bhav or bhavana, Mm -hmm. you know, this image of something divine or something sacred, something that elevates the frequency and resonance of your thoughts and and your mind. And, like, for me, for years, Tulum was that, that first trip to Tulum was the place. And, I mean, that was, like, invaluable to me because... Before that, I never had a bob. Mm-hmm. I never had something that I could go to a happy place or visualize something that could shift my mood or my experience. And it was like, it was so, it affected me so deeply. It was like in my cells. Like I could just think about it and feel the ocean, feel the water, feel the calmness and feel the sweetness of that place. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty common for people that to feel that and... I mean, I can't even, I've lost track of how many people have gone on the trip and while they're there, they have some pretty big realizations of things that are working in their lives that they, you know, want to refocus or things that are like, this isn't serving me. And they get that time away to really be like, yeah, I don't, I don't want this anymore in my life. And it's, it's pretty amazing to see the transformation. I mean, no, it's cheesy to say it changes your life, but I mean, when you can pull back and step out of your normal day-to-day in such a beautiful surrounding or you're just, you're really taken care of, mm-hmm. that it gives you a chance to be like, wow, this is what, this is what this feels like. And these things are working and these things aren't working. And I love getting to be with people and provide that space for them so that they can do it and experience something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's profound in that sense because it, it does it's that distance, it's that distancing effect where like, it gives you that ability to perceive the things in your life that you're not even aware are having, the effect they're having on you until all of a sudden you remove yourself from the situation in this way where it's like, oh, I, you know, I mean there's certain things you can't control in life like certain disease, certain death or, you know, other people. There's a lot you can't control really, but one of the things that I think that that kind of perspective um, is invaluable in is giving you the ability to see what it is you do control mm-hmm. and what you are consenting. What are you choosing to allow to affect your life and affect your world and how you end up showing up? Mm-hmm. I think that's why, and that's why we do it. I think that, like, you know, even the name of, um, you know, naming their cheat hands to the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's a cuteness to it, you know, and we say that all the time in yoga, you know, bring hands to the heart. But that mudra, you know, Anjali mudra is the mudra of compassion, mm-hmm. and and anahata, and anahata chakra, mm-hmm. right? So you bring in a blessing with this gesture, with this mudra, and traditionally the mudra is done with a little bit of space left in between the hands, and that space is symbolic, you know, it signifies that. Not everything needs to be filled up because if we fill it up with everything that we think or that we say or we do or that we are, then there's no room for the grace to come in. There's no room for 
compassion to actually act and work in our lives in a way that can, you know, that it's trying to, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I, I think that that is probably the big lesson that when you go to a place that the environment is just so lovely, nurturing, and, and truly awakening and blossoming like Tulum, like you realize, you're like, wow, there is something in the universe that, like, it's like the golden womb of the universe. There's a Sanskrit word for that, you know, where, like, you're taken care of by the hands of the universe here. Yeah. Should we talk about what the retreat retreat entails? Yeah, what is the retreat entail? So, just so if people are like, what, how does it, how does it all go mm-hmm. down? So, um, basically, you sign up with me. <laughs> And uh, you book your flights and depend, you know, flying. So how do they do that? How do they book their flights? No. Sign up with you. <laughs> um, they can email me or give me a call and we'll, uh, we'll take care of it that way. Okay. Um, so that you can do that. And then, um, or message me on Facebook either way. Um, and then they'll want to book their flights into Cancun. And then from there, they can arrange their own um, shuttle if they want to. Or Amansala has one. Um, with some preset pricing, and then if people are flying in around the same time, they'll usually try to get everybody on the same shuttle just to keep costs lower. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so day one would look like most people, depending on when everyone arrives, um, we're usually all there in time for like sunset, so there might be a snack or something, and then we'll get together for dinner and maybe a yoga class, just depending on when everybody gets in, but we'll do a big circle and like here's the lay of the land, someone from Amansala will come and talk to us about what to, you know, what you, the do's and don'ts of the property, because since it is the, the eco part, um, you can't flush the toilet paper in the water, you know, the lights will go out at night, so you want to make sure you bring a flashlight or a headlamp or something like that, mm-hmm. and just kind of how food works and the sign-up sheet. But sheets. it's not like rugged. It's not no. like you're roughing it out there. No, you're not roughing it. You're not going to bring... It's not four seasons, but it's you're not... You're not going to bring a hairdryer. No, you can't. You can't use a hairdryer yeah. because of the water. But, but you're not, like, <laughs> not like naked and afraid. No, it's nothing like that. But it does have the elements. I mean, you are outside there. Um, you know, there's the thatched roof. Uh, well, you sleep inside. Yeah, but, you sleep inside, yeah. but it's not... Yeah, it's not. It's not the, like it's not insulated the rooms with, no. like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so they kind of just break all that down so everybody knows kind of where to go, who to ask for help if they need some uh, something, you know, that give, let them know about the security guard that's always on property and that kind of stuff. And then and then we get some rest, and then in the morning, um, I mean, I always wake up with the sunrise or before it because it's just... You try to. I try to. I try to keep you sleeping. I know, but I... I love that sunrise I know, it so is much. Worth it. So and the mornings are the best there. I love the morning, and so I, it'll typically look like they'll have coffee. Usually, coffee is made by like five thirty. Um, for that's very important for a lot of us. And then tea, and then there'll be like fruit and things set out for and people. The best honey, mm-hmm. the most floral honey you will ever taste. Yeah, in the honey it is, is magical there. It is crazy. Mayan um, bees. Mm-hmm. They're Mayan bees. I yeah, think, is why. And then we will, uh, you know, usually go for a walk. And they do have dogs on their property. These retrievers that are just the sweetest doggies that I've known since they were little puppies. And they'll go for walks with you on the beach if you want. Um, we'll do, then we'll come back and um, do some meditation and some yoga. Have more of a more of a yang flow style practice will usually happen in the morning. 
And then we'll have a giant like brunch breakfast, which is always so delicious. And it's, you know, it caters to people that have allergies or any food. You know, you can do vegan, vegetarian, or um, meat. So, like, all that's available. Gluten-free. Yeah, and gluten-free. So they accommodate for everybody's food, food requests, which is nice. Um, And then you're free for the day um, to do whatever you want. So you can chill, you can explore. uh, And then we always have the schedule written out so you can see, like, what we do have planned. uh, And that's usually a yoga class around sunset is when that typically happens. And then dinner usually follows right after it and this retreat we're including um the cooking class so you can learn how they make all the amazing salsas and the guacamole and different sauces that they use because everybody always wants to know how they how they do what some of those things that they make and so that's and there's a lot of eating in the cooking class yeah and there's a lot of eating which is fun Mm -hmm. and then there's a salsa dance class that we'll do one of the days as well um, and then there's also a spa there too, so people can get massages and pedicures, manicures, <laughs> facials, Reiki, um, reflexology. They have, the they have Mayan healers. Yeah, they have Mayan healer Louisa. Mm-hmm. Mary Louisa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's just there's you can really pamper yourself if you want to. I mean, I always end up getting at least one massage while I'm there because they're they're just so good. They're all really great. Um, and one of the cool things that's going to happen is it'll be Dia de los Muertos when we're there. So I'm sure there'll be something happening yeah. in Tulum Town that we'll probably go in and Ooh, that'll be cool. go to the parade. I've always or been there something. around Dia de los Muertos, but mm-hmm. I've never been there on. Yeah, so it's that'll always be... always sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And the fun thing is is that, you know, if people, if the group is kind of decides they want to go do an excursion that might take most of the day we always accommodate the schedule. So we'll shift times for things, you know? So if everyone does go to Koba or a large group goes to the ruins and they want yoga to be later or whatever, like we can, you know, we, we adapt to the schedule, which is always nice. Cause I'm like, we're on Mexico time, you know, but you know, it's, it's just fluid and it works to, you know, what the group really wants to do. We try to, you know, make that work for everybody. Yeah. Cause some people Mexico time means a Corona yeah. For breakfast, sometimes <laughs> it means sun gazing at sunrise and mm-hmm. meditation on the beach. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just yeah. it can be so many different things for people. Um, yeah, and that's the kind of retreat we definitely. It's not like a. I will say we don't lead like a party retreat. No. It's not like a spring break party retreat. No. The the yoga is. On one hand, it's optional, but there is that spirit of allowing yourself to have a soulful experience mm-hmm. while there. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if people drink, but I'm not going to... It's not... It doesn't turn into everybody getting wasted and then going to yoga. Not like the real world where no. stop, people stop being polite and no. being real. Nothing like that. But it's also like... I mean, I've done some where people were caregivers and they, you know, they came on their retreat and they didn't come to any of the morning classes because they just needed they never had time alone in their normal lives. And so mm-hmm. they slept in and they went for what, you know, they just made it their time. And that is totally fine with me. I mean, yeah. it's like you do what you need to do with, you know, it's adults. We're all adults. So you take care of yourself and we'll help guide you to, if you're looking for something, but at the same time, oh, you know, I can't wait. Yeah. Cause the fruit is the best. The guacam, the avocados Guacamole. are the best avocados in the world. Yeah. They're literally, the avocados are the best. They, you can't get avocados in America like that. No, I think one retreat we were on, they... <laughs> and the limes? 
Yeah, if you, you just put... You can juice like six ounces out of one lime. It's yeah, ridiculous. Just put lime juice on everything and you'll be happy. Um, the There was one retreat that we did there where they came out and they were like, you guys are eating us out of avocados because we'd gone through like 80 avocados in like two days or something. So mm-hmm. it was like, we're like, we'll keep it coming because we're not sick of it yet, for sure. Um, and then the evening class will be more of a either restorative or yin or yoga nidra we'll we'll do some things like that and you know and if someone if we do want to do a workshop if people are like hey we want to explore this you know it's mm-hmm. we'll do that it's and okay. yeah and we have you and I both have yoga therapeutics background so we can work with people individually if they've got questions you know if they want to delve into yeah we're just kind of there yeah to make sure people get what they need out of mm-hmm. the trip mm-hmm. or just like we're facilitators yeah. you know and we want to make sure people get their their paradise on mm-hmm. yeah because it's it is i think the ability to be in paradise and truly appreciate it is manifested through the ability to allow that same beauty to be reflected within yourself mm-hmm. and i really want to empower people if it's like they're like i need alone time take it and if they're like no i need some more attention or i need some more group activity Great, but Mm -hmm. a lot of it, you know, is to putting the responsibility on you as a participant to know what you need. And I think it's a cool thing to to help people figure out, like, what do I need right now? It's like, oh, I just need to go for a walk, or I'm going to go meet a stranger, or, you know, we have done some where we did um, the the Mona, the silence, where, um, you know, we took the morning or the afternoon and nobody talked. We just experience, you know, how is that to go through your day without talking and, and having an interaction like that, which is pretty profound. Most people were like, I want more time like this. <laughs> and that was cool. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and we'll be married by then. We will be married by then. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Yeah, that will be good. Yay. Yeah. Well, uh, what else do you want to say about Tulum? I would just say don't miss out. It's a it's a good time of year to go. It is. It'll be right after hurricane season, so it's not super busy, which is nice. It's like that right, right before the holiday rush starts to happen, so it's not the beaches aren't crowded. Um, and it's a safe place in Mexico to go to. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, I've traveled there by myself, 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 all selves, all all, all of myself traveled together. Um, but, and I've never, not once, had an issue. I mean, and I've gone to Playa del Carmen by myself, you know, and done, de- stayed there a while. It feels safer than part of, parts of Colorado Springs. Yeah, it's safer, I mean, yeah, parts of New York City, you know, like. Yeah, it's, it's extremely. It's so chill. Yeah. It's like, it's not, you know, people can be like, oh, it's Mexico and have all these preconceived notions. And it's like, let's not, it's not, for, it's not, let's not forget that, um, yes, it's not Juarez. And Mexico is a giant country. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the filled Yuc- with beautiful it's people. It's like the Yucatan and... Peninsula. You know, you've got the Mayan Riviera there. You've got the Caribbean or Caribbean Ocean mm-hmm. and Gulf of Mexico, Atlantic Ocean, warm waters, crystal blue, oh, white sands. Mm-hmm. Ah, can't wait to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, like Laura said, if you want to join us, it's not too late. Um, check us out at handstotheheart.com. Mm-hmm. There you can see some pictures and a little bit more overview of um, uh, 
what the the specifics and the details how they shake out mm -hmm. and you can always hit Laura up at laura.l.lance at gmail.com which is also on the website hands to the heart that's spelled out hands to the heart all one word mm -hmm. dot com yeah yeah so as they say in Mexico adios <laughs> <laughs> Hasta entonces. Hasta entonces. <laughs> All right. Thanks, honey. Thank you.